0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: All right. You were rolling with Jason and John, 929 FM E S P N join, of course. By our love, Dr. Brad Carson. He's the man on the ones and twos, our executive producer. He'll be keeping it romantic around here today, hopefully. A romance will be a theme. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Ash Wednesday as well. That is an
1: interesting combo today. It is. It is.
2: Uh, Hopefully many of you have a romantic evening Mm -hmm. lined up with your spouse or significant other. And I pray you make it to Thursday, to tomorrow, without that person feeling like you didn't do enough. Right. That's yes, that's yes. what today. It's really about survival for us men and, <laughs> yes, and, and not waking up in a doghouse yeah. tomorrow morning. That's the key. It's about your effort. Mm-hmm. It's about your effort. So good luck. Don't put yourself in that doghouse. Grizzlies uh, looking in their nine game losing streak tonight versus Dylan Brooks and the Rockets down at FedEx Forum. They're looking for a season sweep. Not sure if you were aware, Brad, they've beat you all three times. You've that's tough. They played. You remember last one? Uh, was here, and Dylan Brooks scored 26 points and hit that dagger three. Remember, it hit us in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scored 26 points. They'll be looking for the season sweep. Rockets, two-and-a-half-point favorites. That game is a 7 p.m. tip you'll be able to hear right here on 92.9 FM ESPN pregame, starting at 6.30. Good. Yes. Uh, Nine-game losing streak, Grizzlies season-long. Do the the wins or losses matter as much as the narrative right We kind of like the L's. Right we kind of like the L's. We kind of like the L's, although you're not supposed to say that. No, I said right? that you know out loud. Tanking naturally. I th- I like to put <laughs> That's it that a good way. good way to put it. Golden State tried to trade for LeBron crazy huh i heard this news or at least they made the calls mm-hmm. owner to owner a little, fl- a little floater and remember lebron with the hourglass and a lot of teams were wondering okay what's he trying to, mm-hmm. what what's he trying to say is time ticking does he want out of there with the lakers or whatever else mm-hmm. couple of teams called about lebron james wasn't just golden state but uh, ramona shelburne and Woj had the report i think it came up this morning or late last night about golden state trying to Trying to get LeBron. Imagine LeBron and Steph paired together and what that what that would have looked like. Uh, we'll talk about that. Memphis coach Penny Hardaway was in Orlando last night for Shaquille O'Neal's jersey retirement ceremony. Did you see that? Penny's jacket I was nice. It was lined with the pictures of the two of them. You know, guys who obviously at one point, their relationship when Shaq uh, decided to be traded to L.A., you know, that relationship seemed fractured at one point. You had, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, again, these guys, I, I don't think they were at each other's throat at any point, but whether it was the the Nike Reebok thing, you remember the Shaq commercials where he pushes Lil' Penny off of the mm-hmm. sofa and everything else? Who, who's going to be the man in Orlando was really what it was all about. You you always wonder, you know, what could have been if those two had stayed together. Wow. Penny Hardaway down in Orlando, obviously he's got business tomorrow and Denton, Texas, where his Tigers will play North Texas in a very important game that right now is a quad-two opportunity for t- for the Tigers. If things go well for North Texas the rest of the way, that could be a quad-one. We talked mm-hmm. about that yesterday. What you need is to win the thing. Very important week for the Tigers in the sense that you got quad-two opportunity here that could end up being a quad-one and a definite quad-one opportunity against SMU. We'll be talking about that all week long as the Tigers hit two big ones this week on the road. Here And a story maybe you haven't seen. Uh, I, I know uh, WREG, I believe, had a story about them uh, that I saw, and maybe some others, but, ma- but it doesn't feel like it's as mainstream or as talked about, probably because it's at the middle school level, but the accomplishment's been pretty tremendous. 65-0, and 0, this middle school team at Elmore Park. This past weekend, frankly, I should have gave him a respect burger on Monday, Brad. But there, there's a point guard for wow. that team who just finished up his eighth grade year. That team had been together since their sixth grade year. And the last two years, back-to-back state champions, 65-0. and Perfect. Ooh. Did not lose. They are coached, Rough. interestingly enough, uh, hoop heads around here and grassroots mm-hmm. roots folks know this already this is this is common knowledge to you all but brad you you might not know that chris chiosa yep uh the father of chris Chioza is the coach of this elmore park team that's been tremendous i'm hoping maybe a little later in the week we can get maybe a couple of guys from the team the coach uh, maybe maybe some others maybe a father or so but uh braylon williams is that point guard and again just finished the eighth grade Behind the scenes, is, we always talk about college recruiting. Sure. High school prospects that maybe Penny is interested in or who are going out, Curtis Givens third. Mm-hmm. Billy now, Richmond going to Kentucky, right, who are, who are going D1. There is going to be a recruiting battle if it's not already underway for this wow. now going to be rising ninth grader Braylon Williams and a, a several of the other prospects on this team. So, so anyway, just want to get folks familiar with what's happening behind the scenes. Because Braylon Williams is about to hit the high school scene. This kid's been a winner for years. You know, Frank Harris, OG of grassroots basketball around here with the War Eagles. Uh, Javante Holmes, who I believe helps train Braylon Williams. Been talking about Braylon for the last two, three years since he was a sixth grader. We'll get to it. They were telling me back then that he could already play on the high school level because of the basketball IQ Yet Is he going go to go to Older brother played at Cordo. That, that'll that be the thing. Where's he going to go? Gonna go? Man, one of the questions we'll ask. Yeah, Norton but... Heard may be able to help yeah. us with that. We'll get to our guests today and everything else. But Good. I want to start getting people familiar with some of those names that are coming off of that fantastic Elmore Park team. Before all that, let me set up the show like we said. 11.30 or so. We'll talk to commercial field sports columnist Mark Giannato. We'll talk about the big week ahead again for the Tigers, like we mentioned. Uh, Grizzlies, where they are now. What you do with that draft pick that's um, you know possibly improves or at least your chances to jump up improve if you continue to lose and can catch Portland. I heard Harrington uh, uh, say he thought that's going to be pretty tough, mm-hmm. uh, even though that you know right now you're what last i looked only two games behind them in terms of we're going reverse standings here trying to get to the fifth yeah Jeffrey's best confident draft we odds. could get over Yeah I, I, so that's where i was going is yeah. that we got we got Jeffrey saying we feel good about it which is kind of where i was yeah. but then when it, you know the guy I always defer to on grizzlies when you got harrington saying it's going to be tough <laughs> sounds like we got a little tug of war <laughs> here to do it's going to be quite a race to get to the uh, fifth best <laughs> draft odds it feels like but yeah. again the great thing for the grizzlies is it's 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 happening naturally that's right right it's you're fair. getting the development you want mm-hmm. from at least least the two guys certainly that you've identified yeah. we'll see on some of these other guys jaron's playing well and leading you just hope that he stays healthy we'll talk about all that with Mark Giannato at noon we'll do the rundown like usual then at 125 we'll talk to norton Hurd the fourth the aforementioned coach Hurd, a team fed program director uh, obviously and coach He's our grassroots expert. We'll ask him about – I think we've discussed Braylon with him before, mm-hmm. but now that he's moving to the ninth grade and we're talking about you know where he's going to play in school and stuff, maybe, maybe Hurd's got an indication of where this thing might lead. Now, I asked around a little bit before the show too, so I'll talk about what I heard with that. But also with Hurd, the namesake, Team Thad, Thaddeus Young, we talked about the news yesterday, he, he's moving to Phoenix.
3: Oh. Thaddeus obviously yeah, was, bought he, yeah. w- was
2: bought out. He was bought out and now is signing with Phoenix. Oh, okay. and yeah. Obviously Coach Hurd's going to be excited about that because one thing we talk about with Coach Hurd is – Thad, at this point, because mm-hmm. his career, what's it, 16, 17 years, having a chance to play on a contender. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, yeah. how happy we are. You know, Phoenix, pro- I'm not going to say a title contender, but certainly a team capable of making a push in the Western Conference playoffs You know, with those big three that they've got. So we'll talk to Hurt about Thad's move to Phoenix and everything else uh, and those contributions that he can hopefully make out there. So lots to get to. Usually in these situations, it's always good to kind of do a little wrap around. So how about a little over and under to do that? It's Jason and John's over-under, over-over, under-under. All right, I got him, Brad. I did not have, and John still, obviously, for those uh, looking for the update on him, uh, he's out still on baby duty. I am hopeful, I haven't gotten the word yet, that they'll be leaving the hospital oh. soon and, and heading home. Oh, that was quick. Well, well I, I'm hopeful it'll be today. It uh, should uh,
1: be. I mean, natural yeah.
2: birth. So we don't have our usual uh, lines maker That's right. here, one of yeah. our lines makers. So you'll have right. to go with the uh, the old Jay Smooth <laughs> you'll book do great. here. And trust it, I have. I've gotten better, and especially through those NFL playoffs where I beat John and our I challenge. I saw that. So I've gotten better at my lines making. Uh, first yeah. one's going to be points for Dylan Brooks tonight. At FedEx Forum, the number is set at 16 and a half. Over, under. Now, probably need to make sure. I did not see him on the injury report. Mm-hmm. Did you? I'm pretty sure. You, you can check him? that for me while I go no. through. I did not. I'm pretty sure Dylan Brooks, for the fourth time this season, will be facing the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, listen, Rockets, like we mentioned, looking for a season sweep of the of the series. Last one was 103-96. Back in December, Dylan had 26, hit that dagger three, like we mentioned. For three games against the Grizzlies, this is why the number's at 16.5. He's averaging 16.7 points on 42.8% shooting. So shooting about 43%. Thing is, he hadn't been great from three. Was better in that last game, the last meeting between the two teams, uh, but four of 17 overall. So he's shooting just Mm 23.5% from three against the Grizzlies. That's not good. Now, for the season, I I, got to hand it to Dylan, man. I mean, he's he's up over 40%. He's about at 41% from three in 44 games this year. That's on five attempts per game. Just for context, comparing that to what he was last year, when you remember, felt like he couldn't hit a thing, yeah. and everybody, you know everybody's backing. Last year, he was thirty two. He was thirty three percent on six attempts. He's this is a a, a career best for him at forty one percent. What is he making? What did he get, an 88, $86 million deal with the Rockets? You got it. I mean, things, you know, 14 points a game for him for the uh, for the year, but really efficient, more efficient than he was, obviously, in his last season with the Grizzlies. Yeah, it was four years, $86 million. So he got more mm-hmm. than certainly you were offering. He's playing well. And again, 16.7 points per game in the three so far against the Grizzlies. So we're going 16.5 tonight. you going over-under.
1: I'm going over, and he is not listed on the injury report. They're missing I didn't uh, think so. day-to-day Reggie Bullock day-to-day Cam Whitmore is out with an ankle Fred Van Vliet he was out as of Monday so we'll see an update on Van Vliet uh, and of course uh, you know this is a pretty crappy Rockets team but I gotta suspect he's well, gonna come in here and go over
2: I'm glad you mentioned that because they have come back down to earth yeah um, they're just one spot ahead of you in the standings all those several games I think there's a six game a uh, 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 span between a six-game, uh, you know, a hole yeah. between you and the Rockets. Uh, They're um, still the down standards. there now, compared That's, to where they that started. That said, yeah. um, w- when we still thought the Grizzlies had a chance to come back from Ja Morant's suspension mm-hmm. and make a run at play-in, the Rockets were one of those teams that we had identified early. This ain't gonna last, and they and they have. They've come back down to earth. I think it lost four straight before they got that controversial win. Mm-hmm. Remembered on Tuesday night over the Knicks that I think is still yeah. under protest. By the Knicks, but Rockets have lost four straight. They've come back down to earth. All that said, have had great success against the Grizzlies, 3 0 this season. You figure Dylan Brooks, again, who has played well against Memphis, is looking to do it again. What, what, what about the idea that you put Vince Williams on the this time? I
1: like that and idea. Lock him I mean, down? he's played great on defense. Why not? Um, I'm going to go over here
2: okay. that just because Dylan Brooks has, uh, yep. again, he, he's you know this is what. Right now, he's playing for like he's got his money. Right now, you just—it's just about bragging rights. You and the Grizzlies are both pretty much out of the playoffs, although they—they don't want to hear that. Um, I'll go. Dylan Brooks goes over on the sixteen and a half tonight against the Grizzlies. And hey, if if a loss comes with that, you know you're trying to improve draft position for the Grizzlies. And and listen, last thing on Dylan, I thought I would root against him. You know, even when we when you faced him the first time, first two games were in Houston or whatever else, it felt like. Okay, especially with the way Dylan went out of here, poking the bear with LeBron, you know, saying that the Grizzlies used him wrong, essentially. It, it felt really easy, Dylan the villain. Now, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we're rooting against him. But I'll be honest with you. The man got paid more than what was on the table for the Grizzlies. It's The way I feel now is more it, it naturally ran its course. Right. What you found out was Dylan Brooks wasn't the right guy for that spot on the wing. In terms, of, uh, in terms of what he wanted in money-wise, but what he showed he could command money-wise, but more importantly, from, from a fit standpoint. Yep. He didn't want to fit anymore. He made that clear at the end of the season. And, and rather than being angry with him for that, for that you, you kind of get it. Because we've talked about, you know, Dylan is here before Ja. Dylan is here, you know, initially, it's him, Jared, and you start building on it. You know, Jock ja comes in here, Bain comes in here, and what happens as a result, his spot yep. in, the, in the in the pecking order starts to go down, and you, he was always the guy who sees himself as Kobe. We, now, now, clearly, he's come yeah. to the realization that in this league, I have to be an efficient player that's a 3-and-D guy, and key for me to a, to a long-standing, high-paid career is being that. But my point is, he, he grew up as that, learned through this organization that it wasn't going to be that for him. And yet there's enough money out there from a team like the Rockets to say, hey, we'll, we'll come get you, uh, come play that role for yeah. us. And my point is it had run its course, so there's no – I just don't have any animosity or any energy for rooting against him. Uh, things have been fine enough afterwards. He hasn't said enough bad things. If you want to be mad that he said the Grizzlies you know, misused him, whatever else, that's fine. But I think it's wasted energy at this point to root against Dylan Brooks. I'm happy for him. I'm glad he got paid, and, and I'm happy th- – we know now – that that fit wasn't right. It wasn't going yeah. to work, and you've, you've, you've certainly moved on.
1: Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same position as you are. When he first left, like all relationships, Still, you have this moment where you're like, okay. It's, it's like anything, exactly. whether it's Calipari or any of these guys. With Dylan, I've calmed down because I, I do think I respect his game more, and I'm looking at Marcus Smart. Do you think we miss? Here's something that I think we do miss. He was durable as, as all get-out. Like, he was available, and forget the the wild stuff with LeBron. Like oh, think, no question. Do you think we miss Do you think well, we miss some of that? W- well
2: we we do if you're comparing it to Marcus Smart and sort of the availability questions that I'm there already are it. and the yeah. and the point in Marcus Smart's career that he's at. Yeah. I mean Marcus Smart obviously what nine seasons, all of them playoff seasons, a lot of wear and tear on that body. Yeah. We knew that coming in in terms of what you were getting. All that said though, I mean, if you have and it appears you you've identified someone in Vince Williams Jr. Right. who again can be one of your if not the best one of your better top 2 perimeter defenders you feel a little bit a little bit better about that That's loss fair. yeah and and Vince, and back to your point about availability it seems like Vince Williams Jr. is a guy who, yeah, he's looks young. Like, well, yeah, yeah he's going to be out there for yeah. you. So, 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 yes, you lost something because you start to look at Smart and say, is that going to last? But it feels like you've yeah. also picked something up. I mean, in a lot of ways, so much of the season, Brad, has been focused on the wing misses. You've now hit on Vince Williams. Yeah. You figure it out with him and Marcus Smart next year. And, again, you need to upgrade whatever else. Trade deadline's available, but you see what that looks like. And all of a sudden, you have answers right now yeah. on the wing. Now, Vince Williams Jr. always going to shoot 47% like he did in the month of January from three? Probably not. But he has shown that whether it's perimeter defending, being a 3 and D guy, or, as we've seen this past, you know, last few games this past month, playmaking He's averaging six assists in the month of February. He, he, you can use them a little bit of everywhere. And, and yes, f- perhaps what you lost in Dylan in terms of the availability get back, on the perimeter, right? you get back yeah. in a more efficient Vince Williams Jr. Good point. combo with Marcus Smart. Yep. So you'll figure that out. Speaking of Vince Williams Jr., that's, uh, that's the next one. Points scored in Friday's Rising Stars game for Vince Williams Ooh. Jr. The number is set at 9.5. Chris Harrington has got a great piece up right now over the Daily Memphian. Uh, DailyMiffion.com, I suggest you go read it, where he uh, goes through what would be a redraft of 2022 and 2023 as it pertains to Vince Williams Jr. for Mm -hmm. 22 and then G.G. Jackson for 23. We'll set the G.G. to the side for now. We may revisit that. But for Vince, he points out that of the dozen second-year players that were named to the Rising Stars Challenge before Williams was added for Dyson Daniels, this is important. 11 were lottery picks. Vince... We know 47 in the 2022 draft. I think that matters here because, again, these guys, high-profile, big names. Vince Knott was a second-rounder. While we have come and much of the league has come to respect the player that Vince Williams Mm -hmm. have developed into but then shown himself to be coming off of this two-way, I – he, he just doesn't have the sort of cachet, right. the, 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 the resume yeah. that these other guys have. And so you wonder, again, being, be, not just being the re, one of the uh, replacements, and he's yeah. one of two replacements, yeah. but also not being that high draft pick, one of those faces that's more recognizable there. So you wonder how much is he going to get the ball? How much are they going to allow yeah. Vince Williams to take shots and be the guy? You figure that chance is going to be low. What I suspect is that Vince Williams, much like we've seen for the last month from him, we mentioned it, six assists this month. The number that I'd be more interested in is is he gonna be a guy that's looking to make everybody else happy, dish it out, try to set some assist record, if he gets the time at all. Yeah. Because he's already gonna be sort of towards the back it figures like. As an injury replacement, and again, as one of the guys that's, you know, not a lottery pick. The only one of the eleven of the eleven of the twelve that wasn't a lottery pick is Walk is Walker Kessler. Yeah. Again, we've had two injury replacements, but those lottery pick guys are gonna get most of the shine, is what I suspect. We'll all be watching Friday night. I mean I'm glad this happened. The Grizzlies didn't have any representation in All Star Weekend, so I'm happy we've we've got someone in, even if it's an injury replacement. Vince deserved to be there, but I'm gonna I'm I'll be tuned in and watching because of that. That said, I don't have high hopes for the points at nine and a half was what I said for all those reasons. I'm going under under on nine and a half because I don't think it'll be the points for Vince Williams Jr. I think he'll be looking to assist guys, get rebounds, those kind of things. So I. Maybe I should get four and a half, five assists. Yeah. That that might have been the more interesting number. But here, yes, I think points will be low because there won't be a ton of opportunity for him to take shots. They're not going to be looking for Vince Williams Jr. Yeah. to shine. His teammates for him to shine in this game. It doesn't feel like so. They're doing this, how these things It's go. an
1: interesting format. Uh, they're doing the mini tournament with two semifinals games, and then they have a target score of yes. forty. The problem is Bancaro is on his team, so Bancaro is going to fill it up. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, you you have high-profile guys here, lottery picks, names
2: that are guys that are already Scoots established on that, that are going to take most of the shots and be the ones that, yep. more importantly, the fans want to see. A lot yeah. of times the, team, the teammates are going, okay, fans want to see this guy shine. It's going to be more of the scoring focus, I'm sure, will be on Vince. I mean, excuse me, on those lottery picks, those guys. And I think Vince hopefully has enough time to be a difference maker in terms of playmaking.
3: Having said that,
2: the man man may finish with four points and two assists. He
3: may
1: not get enough time, period. But he's earned it. It depends on time, but there's only eight. Dudes on that roster, they usually score a lot because there's no defense. So you know, I might go over on this. I'm going to be hopeful and go over because they just there's no defense. Well, I mean, but but I think all your points are. I mean, it's a crapshoot. He's year. averaging this month:
2: fifteen points, five rebounds, six assists.
1: Yeah, uh, we mentioned in
2: January, he shot forty-seven percent from three. Now the the numbers for the season, obviously, because mm. there wasn't the opportunity earlier. Nine and a half, nine point four points, five, uh, two point four, two point seven assists. They aren't as impressive. We know though, it's been a turnup with the opportunity. Yeah. Again, I don't. My point is. He won't get this kind of opportunity Opportunity. I don't feel like in this game. With all of these lottery picks, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but that's why I'm under on 9.5 points scored. I'll be looking for assists from Vince Williams Jr. And he's shown, man. uh, Dude is uh, very capable of being a playmaker. He's been doing it with a Grizzlies team that's barely got any offensive punch right now, Mm -hmm. uh, finding a way. All right, we're moving on. Memphis at North Texas. The line uh, tomorrow night, obviously 7 p.m. tip. This will be on ESPN Plus, uh, I believe. No line out yet. Uh, Here before the game, but you suspect that it'll be around. Like we've said, the four points that Ken Palm's got it projected as he's got it projected as a four-point North Texas win. So you figure Tigers probably at least to open will be three and a half, four point, maybe three point, you know, two and a half point (laughs) under underdogs. We thought that going in. I'm setting the number at plus three and a half for Memphis as an underdog you going over or under? Over. Under. Over would be what it would be covering.
1: I'm going to go over and I will take issue. Yesterday I heard the whole entire staff saying they're going to go one and one in these next two games. I heard it from Gabe. I heard it from Jeff. Maybe we got a little they giddy. Were doing prediction. You They I both predicted May, 2 and and 0. Maybe we were too ahead of ourselves, but I'm going to stay where I'm at because I'm hopeful. I'm going to be positive this week and I'm going to go. They're going to win both of them and they're going to go over on this and they're not going to screw around with these teams like they have been especially in the four game losing streak.
2: I do not believe this will be a double digit Win from Memphis. Well, I do believe I'm with Brad that Memphis will win this game, and I'm over on the three and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this is why be aware that North Texas is literally the slowest team in the country, they play at the slowest pace 362, mm-hmm. the slowest in the country. We know Memphis is, frankly, the opposite of that top 20 in terms of uh, possession length, everything else, tempo, all that stuff. Yep. And so what North Texas is going to try to do is slow this thing down, make it a rock fight, and they're not going to let you run away from them. You know, that, you know, Tigers pressing, trying to run, like they did from in that first half from Tulane, I don't think it's going to be an option here yep. because North Texas plays slow. And I mean as slow as it comes. It w- it'll be like molasses in terms of what they're trying to do to you. So while I don't see the Tigers running off, I'm still with you. I, I you know, it's twenty three and ten and four assists a game for David Jones the last two games. We've talked about mm. it. You're saying the the rebound and the scoring have been there, but he's up the effort both on the, the defensive end. It's eight steals too, what six and two last two games, and with the assists, Javon Quernley being for the most part consistent through two games. It's it's that. Mm. It's seeing Memphis finally starting to figure out you know how we incorporate Naquan Tomlin uh, to the you know, fullest. Uh, he is starting to, and Penny talked about it at his you know radio show on Monday, you're getting him more incorporated now and more comfortable, and you're seeing now the benefits starting to pay off. My whole point, the vibe feels better. It looks better, and that's why I, I, I feel good about Memphis in this game. Again, right now uh, it's a quad two opportunity because North Texas is 79 in the net. Memphis, by comparison, just is 76, but you need North Texas top 75 Uh, in the net to be a quad one, so you're just off of that. Got quad one, two opportunity right now there, and uh, again, a game that the Tigers have to be prepared to be slowed down. North Texas is not going to allow you to get out and run them off the floor. This should be a low scoring affair.
1: You should be able to, you could do what you did against Virginia though, if you press and you speed them up. I mean, because this is very similar to Virginia where they're doing like 64 possessions a game it looks like, 63. Virginia's down there too. I mean... I'm being hopeful that they've figured this thing out. Oh, well, you have to. Yeah. As
2: Penny said, it's do-or-die time. Yep. I mean, that, that's, They'll press. Know, we can talk about you know cliches and everything else, but frankly, it is for Memphis. You're on yep. the wrong side of the bubble now. Lenardi's got you even farther out than you've ever been uh, in terms of you're not even the next four out right now, at yeah. least in his bracket. He's not the end-all, be-all, but the point is most have got you on the wrong side of the bubble. So, you, again, we talked about this, whether it's quad twos or a quad one, uh, like Sunday will be against SMU. You have got to get these now to offset those bad, bad losses during that four-game losing streak. And so that's why I feel, you know, again, last two games, if any indication, Tigers are playing a lot better, uh, particularly in terms of the vibe and playing for each other. Hopefully that continues. I'm going over here, All right, finally, uh, on Valentine's Day, and this will – Man, I listened to that uh, Doctor Valley oh boy segment with Jeff,
1: the and, sex therapist, yeah, at 9.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and
2: heard a lot, and I always learn each yeah. year. So, <laughs> so this this won't come close to what we learned there. <laughs> but I am curious, sort of, to your approach, Brad. Minimum before we get to Mark G and yeah, a minimum the, amount yeah. of money spent, okay? Uh, if you don't want to be in the doghouse tomorrow morning, and Over, I listen, I ain't talking about for us brothers. And I, listen, I've been here mm. where uh, jobless, okay, where we're just scrounging by. That's maybe right. you're a student or whatever else, or you're between jobs or whatever else. Y'all, we just got to try to make it work, right? You're just trying to get through. I'm talking about those <laughs> of us that got the full-time jobs. You yeah. can afford it, whatever else. Just a, a regular, decent amount of money. We're not talking about a stretch. We're not on John Martin's budget. Yeah, We're I don't have me. a John Martin We're budget. We're on me and Brad's yeah, budget normal right person. Now. We're just talking about normal people, normal okay. men. What is the minimum amount of money spent if you don't want to be have that woman mad at you tomorrow morning? The number is set. At $99.50.
1: $99.50.
2: $99.50. Oh, $99.50. I'm talking about normal. Yeah. I ain't talking about you, but your Billy Richmond's, and your John Martins no, out there no, with no, all, no, you guys own all the businesses. I'm talking about normal man, $99.50 on February
1: 14th. I'm going to double that budget and go over because, first of all, everything's more expensive now. And I've really calculated this out. My wife and I exchanged cards this morning. Each of our cards collectively. It was 15 total with tax. So it's it's 750 to buy a card at a, if you're if you're not getting a discount coupon at Hallmark, okay? Yeah. 750 for a good card then you got to think flowers. Now, you can go a cheaper route and go to Costco. My boy Dennis over here from our uh, promotions and our production department, he said you can go to Costco, just get the grab and goes. Yes. Much cheaper than if you're doing, you know, like pianos. But if you want to really impress, get that pianos on lock and have those flowers delivered. That can take the place of a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. But we're already in about 70, 80 bucks if you're you're doing flower delivery. If you're doing flower delivery with the card, you're at 70, 80 bucks and you got to have dinner so that puts you over. So easily, over the the ninety nine fifty, I think 200 is about what I'm going to spend this year with the dinner. Where are we at, Jason?
2: I mean, when you get grown, man, you have to do the dinner. Dinner
1: that, is and, really and, a really big and, part and, of and this. And you're not going to do
2: a nice dinner for
1: two, you know.
2: You're at least 50 and get a, a person wherever
1: you're going. And
2: get chocolates or roses for under 99 50 She's at least not in not being the doghouse the next day. Right. So, I, But I do wonder, because I've done it. You know what works a lot of times with my wife is just straight cash, me.
1: You know, wow, and, just give her yeah, the money.
2: It, well, yeah, just straight cash. And, and again, <laughs> and I'm setting aside a dinner because I think at this point, we're, right. we're, as long as we've been married, that's, that's expected. That's, that's and if you can't do it, it that night, you have to get, you know, okay. it has to be down the road. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you tell me a $100 bill on the card. Dinstell's is an easy 25 minimum. Well, that puts you over, right.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
2: I was, I was just going to say $100 in a card. $100 in a card. is not, is not it won't get it done. That's not enough. $100, I'm asking you, for most women, you, don't, you, you think a $100 bill, a crisp $100 bill, bill in a card, do you think that's, that's enough?
1: <sighs> yeah, it should be. I mean, it, and that puts us over, but that should be enough. That's a lot. Uh, what, I've, what I've
2: determined here is that when you, when you add up what you... You can't just give her the 100 in the card. First off, 100 in a card is going to put you over ninety nine fifty. period. There's no way to right get under for the grown man. mm mm-hmm. um, yeah, 100, again, even if it's just a $100 card, you're going to have to at some point spend on the dinner. You're going to have to at some point, you know, whether it's flowers or, or candy with that yep, card. Yep. So there's no way to do it.
1: No, there's no way to do it. it you know, I, I would give money to, to Stacey. Unfortunately, our budgets are mixed together, so it's all coming from that same pot. You know what I'm saying? Like, the money's the money. She sees it, I see it. Y'all so. just have one account. Yeah, so that, that, so that is so in love right there. That that one hundred is is part you of can't a pull mixture. from the Brad Carson slush account. I mean, that and give might be part hundred? of the the remote and talent fee and the voiceover pile over mm-hmm. there that I got on the side budget. But otherwise, there's it's it's, it's all being seen and going. You know so. what? That that
2: now that I think about it, to see this is why we missed John. Ninety nine fifty is way too low for a grown man with a job, full time job, to keep her happy and you out of the doghouse the next morning. $99.50 is too low. It feels way. low. It's too low at number. Feels low. It has to be higher. Maybe, it, it 140, maybe $149.50 or something. And you're going over, too, number. it sounds like. I, I did. Yes, yeah, you just – I, I don't have any choice. It, if you can't tell, I was yeah. kind of doing this for myself here,
1: I, trying to I figure feel out what I, can get,
2: what I can get by with tonight.
1: You can't get anywhere for cheap now, man. Like, you can't get anything. Everything's expensive. If you're going to go out, it's expensive. If you can get a card, it's expensive. Chocolates, expensive you're getting the good stuff. Flowers, if they're getting delivered, more expensive.
2: Well, listen, my wife's not here, so I can say this before we get to, to Giannano. The, this morning, she had my gift ready. Oh. Very heavy box. She had covered it with she a She got
1: you comfort. a special gift.
2: I, I pulled the comforter back. The gift is a wine cooler. I don't drink. Okay? Uh, uh, yeah. You can put beer or cans or whatever, wine in the cooler. And I'm assuming, and I've talked to her, i with her a little bit. It's for the man cave. And I said... Well, honey, I don't, you know it's a wine cooler. I don't drink. Would be it's not, I guess it'd be nice to have a little a little cooler in the man cave, mm-hmm. and that's what she said. She said you can put your cokes in it, and I said, honey, I I I I don't I don't put my cokes in the refrigerator. Yeah, I actually drink them. I I drink them on ice, okay, so we, keep, we we keep them warm. I don't even I don't put my cokes in the fridge. So why Was when I mess, just Jason? when I just praised her yesterday it's for how great a gift giver, did she, why did she get me a Mini wine cooler for Valentine's
1: Day. I can, so I can safely say, and I don't. I, Faith, by the way, incredibly thoughtful. And and I can she's always deli- say this delivering and, pizzas. And I
2: rarely do this to her. I'm always I'm always holding her up and praising. This her. might have been a miss. But a, bro- a brother got a wine cooler. I don't I don't even drink, and I like my coats hot and on ice. What am I gonna do with a wine cooler? I don't even I don't I don't even do the the cold beers anymore. Maybe once in a while I get together with I'm John not and a I have one, but I don't, I don't have them, so I don't. What am I going to do with the wine cooler, Brad? She said I could return it for the money.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: she, right. When I when now I started asking, made this what purchase. were logical questions. Yes,
1: uh, I don't know if you can return so th- it.
2: Now you see why I'm trying to figure out if I can get Valentine's Day done under a hundred dollars.
1: Now there have been Valentines in this room where I've heard you give out a spread at the Peabody, and I mean lay it on thick. I've heard those years. That
2: was a uh, that was a birthday present. Okay.
1: That was a pampering and a whole deal, man. I'm, see, I'm it was not, a sweet at the Peabody. And I'm going to start
2: sounding ungrateful here, but I, I don't like Valentine's Day. It's very stressful. It's stressful on the man. Like, yeah. this is, I already got your it's birthday. a money grab like Christmas. Everything. You just hit me in yeah. December and January, and now you're going to hit me again in
1: February? Jason, like, all this stuff tough. is a money grab. It's, become, it's tough. It's become how spend money on stuff, and stuff in the end ain't what gets it done. See, the
2: high dollar brothers just saying, man, get home. Stop talking. You cheap, bro. No. But those tr- are high dollar dudes. I'm efficient.
1: Hey, I'm efficient. you got to have a
2: budget. That's what I am. That's what I am. We're going to talk to Mark Giannato up next about the Tigers' big week, where the Grizzlies are, obviously facing Houston tonight down at FedEx Forum. That and much more when we talk to him. Before we do, I'm going to tell you, you can bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you've already got that account, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same-game parlay is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. Maybe you're looking at assists like we were talking about Vince Williams and you want to go over on that right now since he's shining. Put it together, nice little way to turn two bucks into a tank of gas. However you want to play it, just head over to FanDuel.com slash J Smith bet the nba with a no sweat same game parlay with tnt thursdays that's fanduel.com slash jsmith make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba and of 92.9 fm espn you must be 21 or older and present in tennessee minimum three leg parlay required refund issued is non drawable bonus bets which expire seven days after receipt max refund five bucks unless otherwise specified restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem call tennessee Redline one 800 889
3: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Mark Giannato is the one-winning columnist for the Commercial Appeal, co-host of the Giannato Jeffrey Show, which you can hear right here from 2 to 4 on 929 FM ESPN. You can follow him on X at MGiannato, read him. At commercialappeal.com. You should be doing that regularly. Mark, we start, or I'll start with this question. Okay. How big a week, how big a swing week is this for the Tigers? <sighs>
0: It, I mean, it quad feel,
2: two right now and quad one, right? Those yeah, I spots.
0: don't even look at it in terms of that because I know a lot of people are focused on you. Know, like last night was a bad night for the Tigers because Virginia lost, lost that, that and A and M lost. Both both them lost. A and M was on the teams.
2: road though, so you're still okay there. Yeah. Right? Virginia but, dropped like nine spots. in the yes. net. that hurt. That hurt.
0: But I've I I, I maintain throughout. Like this is not going to be determined by what those teams do. This is going to be determined by what you do. Do the Tigers go? At they've got seven games left. We, you know, we did this when there was nine, and I said seven and two to me is the minimum in terms of feeling like you might be able to get in as an at large. I think seven and two, you're still going into the conference tournament um, nervous, uh, honestly, and that now translates to five and two. They've won two, and you know, they've won mm-hmm. two since then, um, and. To me it's all about, you know, like can you go 6 and 1 or better? Cuz that to me if you go 6 and 1 or better in this seven game stretch, I think you're going to be in a decent spot. I don't know, you know, you're not you going to be Go 6 and 1, I'm with you. Yeah. 5 and 2, I actually still think they might get in that way if they don't fall flat on their face in the conference tournament. Is 5 but, and 2 one of those against Florida Atlantic, the one of the wins? Probably. Yeah, okay. it probably okay. has to okay. be, you know, you know. you're certainly, you know, and yeah. um I still think, though, you're sweating. In that scenario, you're sweating unless you win the conference tournament. We've lost
2: Florida Atlantic and somebody, you're, hopefully not, not one of the bad ones. Yeah, you're going
0: no. into Selection Sunday sweating bullets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I uh, still think you page. might get over the top with that. Maybe it's Dayton, whatever. But is this is a big week because, ultimately, if you lose one of these games. Which they're projected to do. you Lose both you give yourself no room for error anymore like it is let's well, just win the comps tournament um so now i i personally am not that's why i think it's kind of a swing week here i'm not as worried about tomorrow's game north texas has not played well lately their entire backcourt is out injured um and it doesn't look like they're going play even slower one of them one of them is not, but that they've been losing games without those guys like if you look at their oh, resume yeah, yeah, it's four out of five yeah and it's it's not that they've been playing worse They've lost two of their starters. They lost their entire backcourt to injury. One of them, according to Munns, one of them might play, but if he does play, he's not going to be 100%, and one of them's definitely not playing. Got it. Um, So, I'm not super, because I also think, you mentioned in the last segment, they play, I think, the slowest pace in the country. Yeah, it's literally 362. I think without your starting backcourt, I actually think Memphis will have a decent shot at speeding them up and making them uncomfortable. Um, It's the SMU game that, is going to be the big one to me because that is—I mean, SMU is a good team. Yeah, they're a legit
2: quad um, one, and solidly there. You know, that's they, a potential forties at the net. That, yeah, like and they play like
0: that—they play that grinded out style. Like that's the team I'm worried about slowing down Memphis and getting them in the mud because they play that. You know, like they're—they're they're not more talented than Memphis, but they might be tougher than Memphis, mm-hmm. like that. And—and and that's a tough, especially when SMU is decent. Like that is a Mody's tough, tough place to win at. Even like if we go back two years ago. When Memphis went on the sort of run that this team is going to ultimately need to do to get into the tournament. Right. What was the one loss at SMU? That was Kendrick, wasn't it? Two years ago? Yes. yes. It was Kendrick beat him. Um and so um that's the one I have circled. I, I think I, I my guess is based on what I saw against Tulane, based on what I'm you know, it feels like they've got their mojo back. Yeah, I've
2: tried to find different ways to say that. It looks that way. I
0: don't know. Again, they might have dug themselves such a deep hole that just getting your mojo back won't be enough. Mm -hmm. But I felt pretty good about the way they played against Tulane. Um, And just having listened and watched Penny for now seven years as both an AAU coach and a high school coach and then obviously as the the Tigers coach, like – you can just tell when he's in a good, you know, he feels like he's got he's in a good spot with his team, and now he's talking like a coach who feels like he's in a good spot with his team. It feels like everyone is seeing eye to eye now, both within the team and both in him and the team. Mm-hmm. They they went through the fire, if you will, and they've come out the other end. Um, and again, they might have, you know, like ultimately, if they, you know, they should be even if you just win, if you just hold the lead against South Florida and don't lose that awful game to Rice. Oh. Like you're you're discussion. Well, as Jeffrey put it, you're leading the league right now and you're probably Well, then you you've got two, two. losses, right? But South Florida
2: still just got one, right? Or well, you're right there at the Because South
0: Florida would have two. South Florida would then have two. two. He's he's right. You'd be oh, leading. You'd be leading the lead the league. League. No, he's absolutely and right. And you'd be in culture. a spot where you'd be going, "All right, if they go 6 and 1, they could maybe get a f- 4, 5 or 6 seed instead of now if they go 6 oh, and 1, right. they can That's get right. in the tournament, oh, you right. know?" And um, it would be—I I wrote this in my column after the two Tulane game. To me, it would be a real shame if, like, two weeks cost this team the NCAA tournament. Oh, like it? it would be a real shame. And because we've never
2: would have seen a season like it around here, where you were that good outside of the two weeks. Yes, and it derails you to that degree. We've never seen anything like that. Y- yes,
0: and so I'm hopeful that, you know, I mean, you've got Quinterly back playing at a high level. It feels like Jones. Is taking his game, even though he's maybe not having the monster scoring outputs he had at times earlier. Like it feels like he's a better player now than he was a month ago.
2: He is. Um, like four assists a game last two, and yeah, has six steals, two steals.
0: You've unlocked a little bit, Naquan Tomlin. It feels like it doesn't. I don't know if they've completely figured out how to use him. But whereas for a while there, it looked like you you watch him and you go, oh yeah. That's the guy who just joined the team at the end of December. Like you could spot him from a mile away because they didn't know how the guys didn't know how to play with him. He didn't know where he fit within Mm -hmm. it all. Now he looks much more comfortable all of a sudden. Um, I I think Jonathan Pierre has been a nice addition off the bench. All of a sudden, he gives you some like his length um, and activity give you something there. You know, I don't think you want to play him heavy minutes because he's. Mm Inexperienced and he looks like it at times, but no. Like, but
2: I like him ahead of Jaden Ashton right now.
0: Yes, and like right the, now, I do. The yeah. question is, will Penny? It seems like Penny has found the rotation that he wants to go with. Like against Tulane, I know Jalen Young. I guess technically wasn't dressed. I know he warmed up, but I from what I could see, he wasn't actually dressed. And then he sat Ashton until. Ashton and Sharon Fawn until, right. you know, the very end of the game. And if that's his nine-man rotation, if if Quinterly can play 30, I think he played like 38, 37 he's minutes. He's still the key to me. Because ultimately, like, he's your only point guard. I know they play Walton at point guard a little bit, but, like, he's your only point guard. As long as he's comfortable doing that the rest of the way, like, that seems like a pretty good nine-man rotation. You got, you know, your five starters plus Malcolm, and then... Pierre, um who else am I missing? Pierre, Jaden, and who else did they bring off the bench? They had nine who they played. Who am I missing there? I can't think of who it is. Um Yeah, well, um nonetheless, it seems like he's settled nine. into something and hopefully yeah, I would assume the way he's talking that he's going to stick with that, uh or at least for the time being as long as they keep winning. And so uh I think they're in a you know all things considered, how chaotic this seemed a couple weeks ago. They're in a decent spot. Like, no, this is not impossible. They can do what the team two years ago did. They can reel off six, seven wins here down the stretch. Right. Um, but to back to your original question, like to go six and one, it's hard to envision them going six and one without going two and zero oh this week. Right, if that makes sense. That. You know, like it, it's hard to envision them just losing to North Texas and SMU and then just winning out. Since he
2: – Penny has obviously entrusted Quinterly to be the guy and have your hand on everything. And we it's been so easy to see that when things are going well offensively, usually he's whipping the ball. Has it been a surprise to you? Oh, Jordan Brown was the guy we were fighting. Thank that's the you. Yeah, that's right. And that's why. And, and that's another – now back in there yes. sort of. Um, has it surprised you at all that Quinterly hasn't – I don't want to say dominated, but – been the guy he's been sort of the last two games more of this AAC season. I mean, I know some of that might go to chemistry and everything else, but a gamer like that, a former SEC tournament, I figured maybe not points-wise is, you know, like Kendrick, but that, you know, you're talking about a guy who would, you would know that, hey, I'm going to get 40 minutes. Has it surprised you he's been up and down? Does the NATO stuff come back?
0: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, isn't this what NATO's warned us about? This (laughs) is what Quinterly, it's just strange to me. This is, I think, who he is. I mean, he's 25 years old at this point, and – you know, I, I said before the season I thought he was going to be kind of the the you polarizing guy yeah. of like if when he plays well they're going to be really good and when he doesn't the they're going to gonna have it, trouble. Wrote,
2: you wrote that before the season,
0: and and I still think it's the case. Yes, it's
2: just odd to me in a in a league that I don't know it probably doesn't get enough credit for it being better than it is. It's still the AAC. I just figured he would yeah. dominate this
0: thing in terms of consistency wise. Yeah, but I think that's just, you know, and that's it, it's been, been part of his issue and like even 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 in these last couple games, you know, like in the Temple game like he wasn't great down the stretch of that game, you know, when Temple came back and yeah. made it a game late like he, you know, he goes in and out a little bit and you know, he's it a is, little it, I mean, his play I think is a little bit dependent on like is his shot falling. Um, a little bit because yeah, I haven't put my finger on what keeps him up. How do uh, you keep
2: Javon Quinley is it, maybe it's the well, shots. And, I, th- and I think
0: you know he's being asked, especially now that Caleb Mills got hurt, to kind of be the emotional leader of this team. True. And I don't think that is him necessarily. Like I think he's more yeah. of the cerebral type. Yeah. I think Caleb Mills had kind of taken on that role um, and was no fi- was fine with it. And I, it's not David Jones either. Like right. that's clearly not David Jones yeah. thing. Like it's more like and. You can hear it, though. Like, it is Quinterly who has stepped up here in light of the four-game losing streak. Like, he's the one—like, from what I understand, he's the one who has the closest relationship with Jordan Brown. He's the one who kind of has—he ha- was the one—like, let's put it this way. That's funny. That's from, who Mons talked to from, about Jordan Brown. From from what what I, well, they on. were roommates. They were, uh-huh. they and were roommates. Makes, yes. And from what I understand— one, it was Quinterly who was trying when he first left the team, who was working him to try to get him back, mm-hmm. and it was Quinterly who felt kind of like, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but like kind of like, well, forget this guy if he's not coming back, he's not coming back. And like at that meeting where it was they 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 brought first broached Initial the subject, so- like the sense I got is if Quinterly was on board, the team would have been on board, and ultimately there was some hesitation Mm -hmm. because he was the one who tried to get Jordan Brown back initially and Jordan Brown wouldn't, you know, wouldn't listen to him. Gotcha. But he also seems like, even if you watch that game against Tulane, he was the one who was like trying to get the ball down low to Jordan Brown. Like he was the one who saw there was mismatches and got him involved. And so I, I, you know, he's the key to it all to me. When he's engaged, this team's really good. Like, because I think Jones is going to give you, he's going to do some wild stuff. But I think his effort is pretty consistent. ultimately. No, I think ultimately. you're
2: getting more effort from him from playmaking and especially a now that he's standpoint. a little more focused defensively. Not yes. just
0: going, he is getting steals still, but he's not just going for steals mm-hmm. uh, on defense. And so, um, and so to me, you know, this team's going to follow Quinterly's lead ultimately. Um and he's the he's the one who, you know, it sounds like he's the one who's in who's been in David Jones's ear about, hey man, like you gotta make the right read. Like we get it, you're a great scorer. And Penny even I I was surprised Penny mentioned it up out put it out there, like how frustrated guys were earlier in the season because David Jones was taking so many shots. Even though he's putting up these numbers, Mm -hmm. guys on this team were frustrated. Penny said this. I'm not putting I'm not just saying sources. Penny said this after the game, like it frustrated guys. You know, you're looking at the stat sheet, and David Jones had 20 shots, and, you know, I'm not going to name names, but you can guess who it is. Like, they only had six or seven, and they felt like they weren't contributing as much as they could. And you can call that selfish, but it's also a little bit of human nature when you're bringing together a bunch of older guys who have done stuff in college basketball. And, oh, by the way, are trying to extend their basketball careers beyond college. Like, it's just a natural Function of the team that was put together this year, and especially because David Jones came didn't come in like Kendrick Davis came in, and you were expecting him to be the leading scorer in the Alpha a thousand
2: percent and, a, and, the, and the
0: the the dog on that team last yeah. year with DeAndre Penny has even said it. David Jones, the way he's played this year, has completely surprised him. Like he did not think David Jones was this good, right. and I don't you know, and I don't think I think especially initially in the year. Um, you know, that took some adjustment for the team, even as they were winning games, and then when they started losing a few, it really boiled over, it, it, it appears. And so, but it feels like Quinterly is the one who has spearheaded kind of the more copacetic mood within the within the yep. team. He's the one reaching out to guys. He's the one who's kind of been taken taken over as the leader, and, you know, I think the results recently speak right. to him being effective at that, and hopefully he can... You know, hopefully that, the much like the team, that four-game losing streak is the end of sort of his inconsistency, if you will. And he, I, like, I feel I feel pretty, I don't know if optimistic is the right word, but, like, I just think there's a good, like, at that two lane game, you could just feel it. You could sense it. There's a good energy with this team. Mm-hmm. They've got what Hungry. it takes to go on a run. Now it's about actually doing it. Well, and getting the top four,
2: right? Isn't there a format change with the AAC tournament where it's now a double-buy? Or isn't it or, or
0: No, so yes. How's that go? Did, wasn't there a change? Top, top four, four seeds still get a buy in it's technically a double it's buy. A, okay. That's but what I thought. It yeah, looked like a double buy now. If you're a top four seed, it's just like the last couple years where you, you're in the quarterfinals. your first game is the quarterfinals and you gotta win three. If you are um five through so it's like there's fourteen teams now and it's like That's why 13, changed, yeah. yeah, it's like eleven. If you're if you're five through ten, you get you have to play 4 games if you're 11 12 13 14 you got to play Love 5 it. games have mercy. um Good. so we'll you want to be a top 4 seed just because it's going to be hard to win 4 games in 4 days no. um you want to you want I think right now Memphis would be the 5 seed so they would not get but ultimately if you do what you hope to what do we just talked about yeah even i think 5 and 2 down the stretch might mm-hmm. get you that 4 seed top you four. you know and so I think they're in an, like I said, okay spot, I guess. Um, okay. But again, it's all dependent on going on a run.
2: Uh, I'm gonna throw you a scenario real fast. Say the Grizzlies get the fifth pick in the draft. Are you using it to get a player? No, I'm trading. That using pick? it to trade. I'm trading that pick. It's no as matter simple what. as that, right? What, what, what,
0: Unless you what, are, is there a number? Is there a guy? That well, changes that thinking. Well, I, so I'm not familiar enough with this Alexander Saar yeah, right. guy. Sarr. Like, if you feel like that guy, in, is, yeah, maybe not his rookie year, but second year is going to be, like, a legitimate NBA starter and really good, maybe you, you pull the trigger on that. I'm not familiar enough with his game. I'm saying. But I think you're trading that pick. That's your best asset. No I, question. Like, you got... Uh, you got to go for broke next year. That's where I'm at. Like, I you got to go for broke.
2: Golden State when and got James Wiseman with the two pick,
0: we all thought it was going to be great, but he contributed nothing to you that gotta, championship. You got to go you, get a guy who can use it st- to get the vet. You need right? someone who can immediately, f- you can immediately feel comfortable. Okay, I think when we're in the first simple. or second round of the playoffs, we're going to be comfortable with this guy. Yep. I don't That's think there's going to be a rookie who you're going to go in his rookie year. You're gonna know for sure. Okay, we're comfortable with this guy in a playoff series. I'm not. I'm. I, I could not agree more. To me, more. I'm that's trading right that in. pick. I'm trading that pick because it's the best asset you've got. Well, and now you've you've you've
2: sort of filled some holes too in one through ten with no question with Vince and Gigi, right? I mean, at the least, I would think Gigi's uh, the tenth man, or you know, at the, mm-hmm. at sort of at the back. I mean, the the thing that's come out of this season is those two. You've now identified them as hits in a in a solid part of a. Well, a 10-man rotation think- that you hope is a contender next year, right? And Vince, maybe as high as
3: seven or maybe a starter at some point. Well, and I. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.